Welcome to the Love Is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, if you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Ooh, I think this is going to be a rather uncomfortable topic, which is really why I wanted to go there. Um, People don't like talking about this in an open way, Um, but what's really interesting is it has been one of the, the chapters in my book that I've got the most DMs about. Um, in my book, Love is Coming, there's a chapter called Thunder Stealer um, or Thunder Stealing, something like that. Um, and it was inspired by that episode of Friends where um, Monica gets engaged to Chandler and Rachel basically ends up kissing Ross. I hope I haven't spoiled it, but I'm sure you've seen that episode. Um and Monica like loses her shit and says, stop trying to steal my thunder. This is my moment, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm 35 now. I am engaged. I was supposed to get married um, in 2020, but COVID, same as this year, COVID. Um, I have been on both sides of that predicament myself. And that predicament being where um, one of my best friends is getting engaged or married or having a baby or something. And I was single and uh, not in a great place and really struggling. And I found it really hard And I think most women do, not all women, but most women do. And I think we give ourselves such a hard time about this. And and we don't have much compassion for ourselves. We don't have much compassion um, for when someone finds it it hard to show up. Um, And now that, I just want to be clear, that's not to say that it's okay um, for people to behave badly or show up badly. But I also think that if we we can just have a little bit more understanding... Um, around why weddings are particularly weddings babies as well can be so triggering and you know I when I look back to one particular instance of how I showed up I feel really embarrassed by it I feel really embarrassed by how I showed up when a when a close friend of mine was getting engaged and married and, and I basically got dumped two weeks um, beforehand before they got engaged and and I did my best. And, and you know, in ways I was great and in other ways I wasn't. And uh, I just want this this episode to just talk about this because it, I really don't see it getting talked about anywhere. Well, really not in many places. And I just want to say a little, a little FYI, a side note here, that people who say that they are so full of love and light and they never get jealous or envious or triggered, um, they never get a touch of the green-eyed monster, as far as I'm concerned, they are either enlightened or they're kidding themselves because 
jealousy and it is it even the word it just makes you sort of go but it is one of the most human emotions Shakespeare talked about it all the time in his plays you know it's why loads of people got killed and blah 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 you know it's really human and yet it's the one emotional feeling that we do not want to own and we don't want anyone to think that we're jealous and actually I kind of feel like why can't we just like in the same way that we'd say I'm feeling really sad why can't we just say yeah I'm feeling jealous because you have something that I really want. And it's never about what the other, it's never about the other person. It's always just about us. But if we could just have those conversations and just say, like, I'm so happy for you. Like, actually, that Friends episode is a really good example because Rachel does say it eventually after all the dramas. She says, listen, I am so happy for you. I'm so happy that you found your person. It just highlights to me that I haven't. And I'm I'm not even close. And that's really all that's going on. And the way she says it is so calm and simple. Like, you know, it's just, that's that's the long and the short of it. It's not about Monica. It's nothing to do with Monica. It's just about where Rachel's at. And that's all it is. So why can't we just own it? Anyway, that's the sort of preamble done. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that. And I also believe, you know, it really doesn't have to, I've seen so many times that this sort of thing has ruined friendships between women. Um, and I really don't think it has to. And that's why I'm, very passionate about this episode. So this episode is going to resonate for you. If you've ever felt jealous of a friend's relationship or impending nuptials of some description or baby, um, if you feel like your friend may be jealous of your relationship, um, or if you want to rid yourself of toxic feelings so that you can manifest healthy, happy relationships, both romantic and platonic. Um, and in this episode, I'm going to share the real reason you're feeling jealous of your friend's relationship or vice versa, how to dissolve jealous or bitter feelings fast, and what to say word for word to save the friendship. So let's get stuck in. So the real reason you're feeling jealous of your friend's relationship or vice versa. So I say this about romantic relationships. It's absolutely true of uh, close relationships. I've already kind of said it. It's never about the other person. It's always, always about us. The other person is just a mirror and reflects back to us our own insecurities. So when it comes to jealousy, I believe that it's not so much jealousy at work. It's the fear that that thing that we've seen our friend has, we're not going to get it. Because if we, you know, if they have something that we don't really want, we don't really give a shit and we can be happy for them. It's when they get something that we fear is just not going to happen for us. So for example, if you are, you know, six months into a great new relationship and it's a healthy, happy one, and your friend gets engaged, you probably take that very differently because you're in a good relationship. Whereas if your relationship is really unhealthy or you're single and not happy about it, because if, if, if what you want is to get married one day, then that's going to be a lot more triggering. It totally, totally depends where you're at in yourself and in your life. And it really is. It's that fear that for some reason that thing's just not going to happen for us. So... I think this comes back to that fear that, you know, in some way we're not good enough and we're going to get left behind. And remember that, fear, you know, I talk about this a lot in Love is Coming, like that fear of being that excluded. Um, it goes so deep for us because what that meant back in the day, in, in, in olden days, literally in like biblical times, a punishment would be to be exiled. Um, that's what happens in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Don't know if you remember, but to be exiled, which was paramount to death, because you would be essentially left outside the city walls and like left to fend for yourself. And I think that that's you know 
that primal fear we have when someone gets engaged or married and and we're not there yet and we we worry it's not we fear it's not going to happen for us is that <gasps> it's like i'm going to die i'm going to be left alone i'm going to be all alone no one's going to be there for me i'm going to be old and lonely and i'm going to die i genuinely think that that's how deep it goes so why can't we have some more compassion for ourselves that leads really nicely onto the second point, point, how to dissolve jealous or bitter feelings fast. I'm kind of one step ahead of myself in this. Connect to your compassion for yourself and for the other person. Because it's really easy. And let me just say, I've been on, again, I've been on both sides of it. Because when you were, <clears throat> when you were the friend and the happy things happening for you, and that might be something in your career, you get a promotion, you get a book deal, you get a, whatever the fuck it is. You can go, why is my friend not showing up for me? Why are they not being happy for me? And we take it personally. We think they don't love me. They don't care about me. I'd be there for them if it was their happy time. And yeah, maybe you would be there for your friend now, but maybe like me, you weren't perfectly there for your friend before because you were in a different place back then. So it's having compassion for where they are at and having compassion for where you're at. It's okay that you feel upset that your friend hasn't shown up or hasn't been able to show up in the way that you really want it. You wanted them to be a part of it because you love them and they're important to you. And that's really what's going on. We've got to remember the love. It's really easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater in these types of situations because they're so sort of the, the feelings around weddings and, you know, these sort of milestones, I think, particularly for women, men don't give a shit in anywhere near the same way. Sorry, reggae's like lying on his back. And having it looks like a bad dream. It looks like a little spatchcock chicken. Oh, um, where was I at? Okay, yeah, compassion. Owning it. I think that the, the way to have compassion is to just be honest with yourself about how you're feeling. Whatever situation you're in, whether it's your, you feel your friend's not showing up for you or you're being the friend who's being triggered by your friend's happy news, be honest with yourself. Say, yeah, I'm feeling jealous. I'm I'm scared it's not going to happen for me. Just like Rachel from Friends did. Then I would suggest journaling about it, doing some work around it. This is before you communicate with them. And I would I would also to help you get compa- con, uh, connect to your compassion. So you do the work around your feelings and how shit you feel and working through that stuff. And then do the other thing. And say, like, have I ever been in a position like my friend is in right now? And how did I feel? And this works whether it's you who's the one, you know, getting married or whatever, or, you know, getting the promotion, or it's you whose friend is getting the promotion. So whether you're the jealousy, as in you feel like they're jealous of you, or you're the one who's jealous, you can have compassion for a time where, for example, you something really happy happened to you and your friend wasn't there for you and how that felt like you can you can try and see the situation from both sides this is what you want to do before you communicate with your friend because it means that you're going to go into that conversation so much more openly and open-minded and compassionate I'm telling you this because this is not what I did (laughs) this is what I would do differently now um and then we move on to the third point so so now we've got clear on uh, the real reason you're feeling jealous, and that's because it's really our fear that it's not going to happen for us. Then we're going to dissolve those feelings by having big compassion for ourselves and for the other person and doing 
meditation, journaling, ceremonial work. We do it on our own first before we have that conversation. The last part is what to say word for word to save the friendship. And the, the thing that comes up here is, and this is great for any conflict resolution, seek first to understand before trying to be understood. My natural impulse is to go, right, hear me out. I feel wronged because of this. You did this to me or, or blah, blah, blah. And actually, you know, like like playing from defense, that's my sort of natural um, inclination. Whereas actually to start and say like, you know, talk to me, like, how are you feeling? And, and you know, start by saying, I just really, I don't want to fight with you. I love you. And this is a hard situation for both of us. And I really want us, and I believe we can work our way through it. And I just ask that we're both loving and respectful whilst at the same time is sharing what is true for us, because there's no, you don't want to sugar, like you need to share the truth, but you can do it in a respectful way. And you can say, this is a great question to lead with. Is there something I've been doing that's upset, upset you in some way? That's just a general useful conflict resolution, especially when you're not sure. Because a lot of the time it's like your friend doesn't just go, I'm jealous of you. And in fact, they probably don't even realize it. They, like we, like I know when I was triggered, I would find like, I couldn't just say to myself, Paz, you're just jealous because you want to meet your future husband. You want to be in that relationship. You want to be getting engaged. I couldn't say that to myself. I couldn't even admit that to myself. So what I would do is I'd get really obsessed with some stupid bullshit, trivial thing that didn't matter and fixate on that about the husband or about whatever, about the, the way that my friend was doing something. I didn't like the way that she'd done something in the bridesmaid group or whatever it was. So just saying, is there something that I've been doing that's upset you in some way? So you are seeking first to understand before trying to be understood. What you also want to be doing is focusing on the actions and the behavior, not the person. So it's not, it doesn't get like, you did this and you did that. And, you know, you, you, it, it, it's much more like the circumstances. So it, it may, it removes that sort of person, personal feeling a bit. If you can focus on this is a challenging situation. Everyone struggles with situations like this, you know? Also, you want to be listening. Again, this goes to like, instead of you showing up and just wanting to have your, say your piece, like you'll get your moment to speak, but actually allowing them the space to speak first and really listening. And you can show them that you're listening by saying things like, and you can watch Oprah, she does this in interviews. She say, so could I just check that I've got this right? Is what you're saying X, Y, and Z? So you're showing the, you know, active listening. Another thing, and I'm notoriously terrible at this, don't interrupt when they're speaking. It's really difficult because they might say something that is just not true or they've completely misunderstood. Allow them the space to say it anyway, because that is their experience and perception of the situation. So allow them to speak. Validate their feelings by saying things like, I can understand how that must have felt really hard or, or how that, and then you might say the specific thing that they talked, that they mentioned so that you're, you know, you're not just being general. You're actually like, I really heard you like that. I can understand. And you know what? I've, I've been some, through something similar in the past and I totally get it. That must have felt really hard. That must have been really hurtful. I'm really sorry for how that played out from your side. And then when it's appropriate to, responding from your perspective and just bearing in mind, if you've allowed them to speak, how you show up is probably going to be different and what you say is going to be different. So without blame, 
expressing your feelings. E.g., I felt hurt when this happened. If possible, sometimes you might need to say, when you said that, I felt hurt. But you want to try where possible to leave out the you. So if, if you can try and be like more like, when we had that conversation about X, Y, and Z, I felt really hurt. I felt that, or I I took it as meaning. So you're 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 acknowledging that you it's only an interpretation. It's not necessarily what happened because you know there's one person's story, the other person's perspective, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. It's always going to be in the middle because we over, we always have our own perspectives. You might need to agree to disagree. Sometimes, you know, trying to battle it out of like who's right and who's wrong and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes you just need to say, listen, we both have different interpretations. I hear what you're saying and I respect it and I get that that's your experience. But this was also my experience and it really hurt and I felt really disappointed and I felt really sad. And you can be kind and graceful about the way that you navigate that. I think it's really important, you know, I talk a lot about soulmates in um, a romantic sense, but I really believe that you know, our friendships, our friends are also our soulmates. And because of that, we are going to have conflicts with them at some times. Like, I don't know why us women are so fucking surprised when we butt heads with each other. Of course we're going to. Of course we're going to. If we're going to in romantic relationships, why wouldn't we in our friendships or even family relationships? It is not a bad thing. It's all about how you choose to navigate the conflict. Because as I've experienced in romantic relationships, a conflict can either lead you to more divisiveness and tension and shit, or it can bring you to much more deeper levels of intimacy. And, you know, this is something I'm really working on in my own friendships at the moment. And I'll be honest, it's hard. I find this more challenging than stuff with men. I probably wouldn't have said that once upon a time, but I I, I definitely do today um, because women are very complex and that's what makes us so amazing and what makes bloody nightmares at times as well. And I do think having a bit of humor around it is always really helpful and referencing that Friends episode, you know, if nothing else, just say, just say what Rachel Green said um, because that's most often the truth, you know. It's not about, it's not that your friend's not happy for you or vice versa. It's just that it does highlight, if it's a fr- particularly a friend that you've grown up with and you've known for a long time, it can be really hard. I, as I've said, I've been on both sides of it. And and that's why, you know, I think it's important to, to always try and see the situation from the other person's point of view as well. Challenging as that so often is. Now, if you have found this talk around sort of intimacy and conflict and challenges within friendships, then you're really going to relate to my new book, Love is Coming. Because whilst it's predominantly focused on romantic relationships, I really do delve a fair bit into um, friendships and relationships with women, um, as well as with our parents as well. And um, that's why I wrote it. So if this is something that that has hit a nerve, and I know that this is a topic that really does hit a nerve, I think, with women, jealousy, envy of one another's lives, relationships, bodies, money, careers, you know, there's all manner of things that we can be jealous and triggered by. And and I go into a fair few of them in Love is Coming. Um, So please do go and check that book out. You can click the link in the show notes for this episode. Um, 
or you can Google loveiscomingbook.com to access the book and get an amazing free audio training I created for you called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate. Um, so I hope this has been helpful. Please do come and tell me over on Instagram. My handle is at Persia Lawson. What insight or tip stuck out for you the most and why? And maybe if you're feeling brave, share your own experience and stories with me around this topic because I know it is, um, it's an uncomfortable one, but it's a very important one. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.